0: I started watching Cowboy Bebop, which is a manga, it's a manga cartoon. Was- yeah, I've seen it with uh, with the misses. It wasn't too bad. I really enjoyed it. It was like lighthearted, but sci-fi enough uh, to keep me interested.
1: It didn't receive the best criticism because hardcore fans, but I thought it was pretty well made. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I- it's really hard to, like, transpose manga into a film, I think. Like, manga's so over the top, the acting, the behavior of... You know what I mean? Like, ah, yeah, oh, yeah you know? Like, <laughs> it's very yeah, hard. But
1: in regards to uh, having that in mind, I think they did a great job because yeah. uh, you could watch it even without having seen the, the, the manga anime stuff. Yeah. And still enjoy it.
0: I enjoyed I mean, I've it. I've seen man. it,
1: but like uh, I don't know, that was '99 uh, or something like that. Yeah, when we saw the the anime.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, anyway, guys, welcome. This is a monster sixty nine and Ace Streamer with another Screw News podcast. Hope you're all well. Um, and welcome, welcome to another episode. Our fortnightly podcast. Uh, So yeah, Um, welcome back. And uh, this week, guys, we're going to start off with, as you can see, some interesting news about a new concept ship called The Expanse, um, a refinery spaceship that was announced in the latest Inside Star Citizen. And yeah uh it looks interesting um for me as a miner um i'm really happy that the if you like the supply chain the end-to-end supply chain is now getting fleshed out with these ships you've got the guy that that mines and uh gets the resources and now it can hand over to this refiner um, and the refiner can then obviously refine the materials and sell it himself or pass it onto a logistic ship that can then take it uh, out to, to the market. Um, so Ace, did you get to see uh, the ISC this week? Yeah, I didn't. And
1: I got to see the ship and it looks beautiful actually. And that's coming from someone who does like misc ships that much, but, it really looks good Tesla has that, uh, solid industrial vibe going i like the pots on the sites and stuff like that yeah it looks, looks really good
0: yeah um i mean i've got a picture of it on on the screen at the moment um hey barry that's it gadgets are handhelds <laughs> welcome mate um i'm not a big misc fan either um uh, I think my favorite ship is the Prospector at the moment. But now we've got this added to the fleet, and we have the Hull A, which has actually been released, I think, in the latest uh, PTU patch. Um, so that that's a cute little ship too. But yeah, like I don't like the Starfarer at all. Um, I think it's an ugly old beast. Um, but this thing does look ugly nice if that makes sense in my opinion yeah it does make sense it looks utilitarian
1: it's believable and that makes it beautiful
0: yeah yeah it's got these two big engines i'm just looking at a picture of it um it's just uh, paused on on isc you've got the eight cargo sorry the eight pods uh four on either side um so as someone pointed out that is um hey hef Welcome to the podcast. Um, That is um, two prospector full, if you like. Two prospectors can unload their pods onto this thing and it can refine it. And then on board, and you can see it on the top of the ship, they said there's six refiners. uh, Yeah, six refiners, I think they were called. Um,
1: You you could set them to uh, individual operations, so to say. So you could... Uh, have them refine different materials at once or have uh, have them all refine the same material
0: at the yeah. same time
1: to, to maximize yield or whatever. Yeah. yeah, sounded interesting.
0: Yeah. So I imagine one refiner does one material, like a work order that you would put in... Oh, no. Or I could do... No, it's one process. That's right. Which can be a mix of materials, or you can do just one material that's right
1: um yeah i have never used the refineries on on stations so I'm not entirely sure how the process works but yeah yeah yeah
0: i have uh, <laughs> but yeah I, so you can select so with one you put in a work order and in that work order you can choose which elements you want to be refined um yep. Or you can separate them up and do separate work orders. And I imagine a work order is one refinery process. So you could do six of those um, on this ship at once, uh, which is which is quite nice. Um, it's got two big-ass retro engines. Uh, I haven't looked hard enough uh, in regards to armament. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't it's...
1: It's too, it's too, it's too loaded with guns. I doubt that.
0: Yeah. I I don't even like from the limited pictures I can see and I'm sure I'm wrong, but I can't see, to be honest, maybe there's some guns on the front there. If they're guns, there's something sticking out in the front, um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be able to defend itself. I'm pretty sure. You're gonna need an escort, yeah. yeah. I mean, now we're talking about having some miners out there mining, and then these guys coming to pick up their minerals and refining it, and then maybe some logistics. Like now we're getting this end-to-end supply chain stuff. I mean, this, this is together. definitely
1: an orc ship. Yeah, like you, you need to play with mates and uh, and have a specific role to fulfill in that chain. Otherwise, it's I don't think it's going to be profitable otherwise in any kind of way.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely... That's so right. This is definitely, like you say, an org ship or a ship that needs other ships um, to make money off. You need someone to go and mine for you, um, whether it's someone in your org or someone on the server. Uh, whereas with a prospector it's a solo ship really you just go by yourself do your thing and sell it this thing needs other players uh, until the NPCs and AI gets up to speed at the moment this will need other players Uh, so that will really bring hopefully a bit more uh, community cooperation as well which is interesting Um, I think it's a good idea
1: hmm. What's Kind of a missing link in the, in the mining thing, you know, in yeah. the whole mining profession. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. that's a good thing they bring this. Yeah, it's, it was the missing it's, link.
1: And those pots, they they will be detachable, like on the prospector. And uh, I don't I don't know uh, how they are going to uh, attach if, they're, if that's going to get managed with tractor beams, or yeah, I assume so. Got to do it in
0: space. yeah that's the crazy part right when they go down this road of these pods and stuff like are we actually going to physically see these pods moving around and glitching into the planet and falling over and you know that like that crazy complicated physics that they're going for um it might be programmed well and run smoothly um i would imagine in the first tier you just kind of Park next to a mining ship, and it magically transfers across, or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, probably. I don't know. If they manage to get these pods, like, how does it work, dude? Like, I'm a prospector mining. You come and land next to me. Do we need some other dude with a forklift to like grab these pods, or, or like you say, tractor it beam? It tractor has beam. a tractor beam. A tractor yeah. beam. Yeah, yeah. But that's the answer.
1: Yeah, it's still someone who will tap. Have to operate it and uh, try not to crash it into your ship and make everything explode at once.
0: <laughs> yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. The so answers yeah, be interesting. Yeah. The answer is always a beam. But you know what I'm getting at, dude? For you pirates, is these potentially, if all of this works out and runs well, and more and more people start doing it, these operations now become a lot more expanded and complicated and and populated in the sense that now you might have miners refining ships and logistics ships working together um, which are all just these fat juicy targets for uh, for um, pirates you know Um, instead of just having that prospector hiding away in some asteroid crater somewhere and now you've got these network of ships working together and um, they'll need protection, I'm sure, of some sort. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: Uh, you'll need protection for sure. But that opens the opportunity for other players to, uh, who are not into mining directly to, to play along with miners and uh, be their escorts and such. So I, I think it might create some fun situations.
0: Yeah. Pretty sure yeah. it will, actually. Barry says that he's certified for forklifts. <laughs> Bring on a Drake forklift, I say, <laughs> Barry, or an Origin forklift.
1: <laughs> nah, that's too fancy. Drake, Drake would be ideal.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that's the Expanse. I don't like the name, <laughs> to be honest. Like a refining ship that looks like this, and it's called the Expanse. I don't, I don't really. Uh, what's Expanse? Expanse to me should be like an exploration ship name. Yeah, I,
1: I agree. The, the name is not the best, but... Yeah. I'm also not sure what exactly expands on it.
0: Exactly. What is like, expanse? I don't... It doesn't...
1: I, I guess pot's contract <laughs> maybe. instead of expanding, so...
0: Yeah. I have no idea uh, how expanse fits in with, with the role of the ship or anything, to be honest. Like, the prospect is... Maybe... So- maybe.
1: Maybe it's meant in in some kind of way, like uh, now you can go into deep space and start mining there and uh, refine your stuff and have the big cargo ship transported off in the the big wide open instead of next door asteroid belt. I don't know, man.
0: That that's <laughs> that's the best explanation I've heard out of the you know four friends I've asked. So you win the award. That's that's the best. Oh, thank thing. you. Yeah. <laughs> um so just looking at some other sort of pictures here these two uh sorry guys that are just digesting this podcast in audio form we're just looking at um the inside star citizen side view i mean
1: make sure it's weird like they they looked like a like a fleet of three ships
0: approaching Oh, the one before that I just had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There it is three. Like a, there is three. Yeah. There's one up like in a the... combat formation or something. Yeah, mate. I mean, that's how I would want to operate if if I had you know enough people in the org, like a bunch of zebras. Like, if the lions are coming, you just stick together, and 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 you know, <laughs> if you get attacked, you split up, and you know, two of you will make it three of you will die and two of you will make it home um, so yeah there's three in this picture here's a side view of it again you know yeah but I,
1: you're right it makes sense go all together and stuff and,
0: and split split up as yep. soon as it happens yeah um so, yeah, guys, the MISC Expanse, a new refining ship that's in concept at the moment. Uh, I don't have much details on it, um, but for those that want to do refining, this looks amazing. Another thing was, I think it was a one-man ship. When I first saw a picture of this, I, I thought this was a two- or three- or four-man ship, but um, I think John Crew said it's a one-man ship. Um, yeah, so indeed.
1: It's a one-man entry-level refining ship.
0: Right, okay, cool. It's a career starter as I like to call them. Awesome. And then the second part of IC was all the um, how do you say all the uh, 317 stuff guys. so we'll get stuck into that. 317, the next bit of hot news is 317 is in PTU. I think we've got a patch today. As expected, it's extremely unstable. Me and actually Barry, uh, we're playing it yesterday. We 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 couldn't see each other's. He couldn't see my ship at one point. I couldn't see him. Or he couldn't see me. Um, but that's wave one, and uh, that's that's to be expected. Uh, we did see the new eight, the new uh, terminals, uh, Ace, where you could buy and sell. Uh, your goods Uh, they've changed the interface of all the shop terminals so you can sell goods now which is awesome you can go and loot things and and now sell them Um, and that worked really well it was really snappy the interface was really nice Um, I noticed a little symbol on each uh, on each item that was the um, I forgot the exact word for it but it was almost like the the condition of the item, um, okay. Yeah, it said like a hundred percent, obviously, because they're brand new in in the shop. But it seemed like maybe, yeah, you, you could buy almost secondhand stuff from maybe some other vendors that uh, you know with some worn down equipment or something. Um, so that was cool. Um, we also we didn't get to refuel unfortunately we you can buy a staff error at the, at the ptu they've given us 15 million dollars so you can go immediately buy staff error and and give that a go unfortunately i couldn't give refueling a go but we'll have a look at refueling a little bit later on in the podcast in greater detail um, and we i couldn't really test desync to be honest we were so unsynchronized that like i said my friend couldn't see my ship which has never happened before um and he couldn't see me which has happened before but not seeing my ship was was like a extreme sort of situation so i'm sure they'll they'll get that fixed Uh, and we went and we saw the river on on microtech with with the help of a few other people on the server um we managed to find the river and it's a really beautiful spot i have to say it's quite beautiful. We wanted to hang out there a little bit more and uh, find... I think there's some fruits and, and collect like items that you can uh, pick from, from the bushes and stuff. Uh, fruits and foods or something um, that they've added. Uh, but we, we didn't... I think we 30K'd and we had to go to bed sh- at that time. <laughs> uh, but it's a really beautiful spot. Uh, they've added some audio elements as well. Uh, eh? So when you when we landed and I got out, there's these like big trees and this sort of wind or storm, not a storm, but wind came. And then you could hear the rustling of the leaves. And I've never heard that before in the game. Yeah. I think that's new. Yeah, definitely new. I, I, I noticed it straight. Out. I was like, what? I've never heard that. It was like a real strong, uh, sound of, of, of leaves rustling in the wind. And obviously water running, the sound of water running. So there's all these like little audio cues that they've added in that area, which gives it more life and ambiance. You could actually, if you wanted to go there and relax a bit, um, and you would feel relaxed. So, uh, we walked on the water, obviously the underwater stuff, they haven't implemented anything. You just literally walk underwater and there's, there's no buoyancy or different physics or anything like that. Um, So I'm sure they'll add that later on. Uh, But yeah, I recommend people... uh, If you want me to tell you where it is, it's a bit of a spoiler. So guys at home that don't want to know where it is, I'm going to count to three. And plug your ears. Right? So I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. Now for those that do want to know where it is, uh, at New Babbage... It's heading 205 for 440 kilometers. Heading 205, um, and you, you should be able to find it. Um, so yeah, that's that was our experience. Obviously, they've added uh, desync fixes. Um, hopefully, uh, we can experience that. We've had uh, whenever I hear about the desync fixes, Ace. Uh, There's positive stuff. There's some PvPers that I know that have said, yeah, man, like now the ship that's shooting at you, um, he's actually looking at you while he's shooting at you. Um, So they've fixed a lot of stuff in regards to positioning and and desync. So hopefully that'll... Yeah,
1: I'll wait to see that. That's that's really good. It's good news actually for everybody who enjoys PvP and stuff. Because the desync was kind of uh, one of the major issues it had. Otherwise, it's really fun, but sometimes you have this major desync going on, and that that's yeah, it's really demotivating.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Desync
1: is fixed. Still can't see (laughs) Mars.
0: Yeah, me and Barry have got this problem in the game where we just we just can't see each other most of the time. It's and we it's, it's really frustrating um I, I i don't know hopefully <laughs> hopefully we can see each other one day barry in the game um so what else um i'm missing a lot of things because they've added more and more things in 317 obviously with the ability to buy and sell stuff they rejigged the um loot system if you like they've added they've taken some things out of the shops and made it such that you can only find them out in the world uh so uh they're they're gonna call those rare items there's rare items there's uncommon and then common or something there's three tiers of 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 items uh which is good people have got reasons to to go out in the real world and uh and get some loot oh yeah another thing ace um with the refueling coming in they've uh, I think we mentioned it in the last uh, stream they they uh, refactored the fuel capacity of ships um, so I don't know if they've refactored it a bit too much because I flew to the river from New Babbage it was 440 kilometers and my cutlass ran out of fuel so hopefully uh, they, they balance things like 440 kilometers eh? it's my car can Kind of... Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's not that much. Yeah, my, my car can do that. So, uh, hopefully they'll rebalance it. Like, I don't want to be calling it... I, I, I don't want to be a case where you need to have a staff error just stuck on your butt the whole time, <laughs> feeding you fuel. But hopefully, yeah, yeah they'll, they'll rebalance that. I'll be interested to know your opinion once if you get time to go in the PTU um i'm not sure i'm gonna check the
1: ptu this time i mean i guess it's gonna be one or two more weeks
0: it's funny that that you say that i question my own ptu commitment sometimes dude i'm like like tonight i've got another stream i'm like i might just jump in for like 10 minutes and if the bugs get at me i'm gonna back to going back to the pu i think is that why you you're not going to go PTU the, the bugs or is it downloading it or
1: I mean the the, the bugs can be fun but uh, no I'm just not in the mood to test at the moment and uh, probably not going to give any feedback so why should I yeah I mean I can't wait one or two weeks more and just see it in the PU when it's when it's been fixed to a point they can release it so probably yeah. makes more sense
0: yeah. Yeah, and people say that we are testers, but I have to say, with the thirty ks going like becoming a lot rarer, the, the PU, despite what everyone says, the PU in and this is a very positive comment, the PU is feeling like I'm playing a game now, and when I play the PTU, I'm in just test mode. I'm not playing yeah. anything, um, and I miss. The PU sometimes when i'm in the PTU because i just want to carry on with my character's life earning money and buying things and things like that so which is a good thing um,
1: yeah right. absolutely I'm, i mean the PTU always feels like it doesn't matter in a, in a sense of yeah gaming wise yeah of course you're testing and such but
0: yeah still <laughs> Like, there was a guy in chat, and he was like, I've just been downed at so-and-so. Can someone come and do a medical rescue? And I'm like, oh, God bless this guy, because in the PT, I would just backspace. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't I don't backspace. care about... Yeah. So I'm like, maybe he's looking to test the medical loop or something, but I was just thinking, ah, I wouldn't be bothered, mate. I'd just backspace that shit. <laughs> like, straight away. <laughs>
1: um... Yeah, but it captures the feeling of PTU versus PU at the moment for me, at least.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, cool, man. Um, Oh, another thing, food. Food has been um, refactored, food and thirst, so that it's persistent. So your hunger and thirst will get saved when you leave the game and you come back which means that you will definitely be if you don't die you will definitely be having to eat and drink more as well Um, and another important thing on the medical gameplay side was they've refactored the I think the probability of getting wounded to be a lot higher because not many people were experiencing like broken arms and legs and to be honest the Cutlass Red was uh, pretty useless but It'll yeah, be... you mostly just
1: died. Yeah, you in, just died. In 90% of the cases. So, yeah, it's good they added that because it uh, gives the whole medical gameplay more more opportunity to shine.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, that's 317, guys, in wave one at the moment and uh, got patched today. Um...
1: You see landing button.
0: Oh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't even use it. Oh, I didn't get the opportunity to land, actually. But yeah. Oh my God. How could I forget? That's like the biggest edition ever. That's the feature that the feature of the year award goes to that. So yeah. <laughs> you can. Uh, yeah, it was
1: really long needed.
0: You can hail um, the ATC uh, uh, press of a button. I just need to figure out what the magic button's going to be. What's your magic button going to be?
1: Um, I think I'll lay it on some, uh, some key on the mouse.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Some spare key. Yeah. Not sure I got spare keys, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. got to check.
0: Do you use uh, keyboard and mouse or do you use joystick?
1: Mm, I've gone back to keyboard and mouse.
0: Gone back.
1: Yeah. I've oh. gone back to keyboard and mouse. I can't hit shit to save my life with joysticks, man.
0: Oh wow! Okay. And what joysticks did you have?
1: Uh, those thrustmaster uh, T 60000
0: whatever or what they're called. Yeah. I don't the, remember the name. The black and orange ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those entry level ones. They're yeah. They're, they were fun. I'm gonna say this. It's it's really fun. Yeah. But was really hard for me to get precise movements out, and since I work with mouse all day, yeah, I'm kind of really used to that and relatively skilled using it. So, Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. whatever. I just prefer. It. Yeah, whatever's easier. Absolutely. Um, it's also
1: annoying how much space they take up. That's that's another thing that that kind of annoyed me. I had like 3D printed some some holders for it, which were attached to the table, and you could like grab over but nah mouse and keyboard for me
0: yeah I've got a bit of a limited space where my right joystick and my mouse are on the same sort of playing space and when I'm switching from flight to FPS I kind of do this weird shuffle thing for a few seconds moving the joystick and mouse uh, so yeah, I have a bit yeah, of a yeah, space limitation <laughs> So my that weak... was
1: the reason I printed those uh, those holders that you attach to the table, which also sucked in my opinion. But yeah, so I bet my... there's some solution. That,
0: yeah, people have actually... them on. People have them on the, uh, yeah on like on brackets and stuff. Um... Yeah,
1: mounted on the chair. That that seemed uh, like a good idea, but you need a special chair for that too. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I get that. Um, so my, 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 my most uh, weakest point that where I'm most exposed is when I'm transitioning from landing and, and, and getting out of a, a spacecraft. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. Let's go on to last week's ISC, uh, which was the player experience team. Um, we'll just go through that. Quickly. Uh so there was some new uh docking artwork of the spaceports, uh, which looked awesome. Obviously, I don't know. The spaceports spaceports were good when they came out, but I, I don't like them at all to be honest. Space. I don't yeah, like there. My
1: problem with them is that they are too, too similar. Like, mm. I mean, yeah, the the layout is different on all, on all of them, which is good. But yeah, the looks inside are are just so very typical. Like, mm. it's like they they came from a factory and they they all look the same. Like,
0: mm. and which I...
1: they probably did, but I mean, I'd, I'd like some some local decoration or whatever.
0: That's mm. agree, T- totally agree. Um... I find like I remember them talking about how they can like procedurally generate this stuff and if you look closely man it to me it looks totally proced like Star Citizen prides itself on handcrafting. But I I think with the spaceports they generated some procedurally generation tech and they just let let it procedurally generate because I don't think there's a design make any sense, rhyme or reason, like where where things are located, where staircases are, and I know one hundred percent the the signage makes no sense. There's just an overwhelming amount of signs, and they're all just you eye. You just ignore them because they make no sense. Um, you don't you can't find anything in, in an orderly way, um, and yeah, you can. Yeah, they're, they're
1: really chaotic and have no. living structure to them so no life experience structure you know they they just feel like you put a bunch of rooms in in a scrabble bag and pick whatever five and connect them however so
0: yeah Yeah. it's weird as as a guy that plays D, &D, it's like those uh, dungeon creator systems where you roll to see what the next room is (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it feels very random yeah. So anyway, we've saw, we've seen some new docking artwork. So the docking area uh, for the spaceport. Sorry, not not the actual whole spaceport itself, but we saw. Um, I think where we, you know where you go into the hammerhead and stuff. Yeah, that yeah, for, area. for
1: the big dock ships. Yeah. The, so what's think, it called? Yeah, it's docking area, right? Yeah, docking area. Docking ports.
0: Yeah. So I think that's being looked at. Um, with, with you new know, artwork, and then my favourite man, the ship I'm waiting for. Grey box of the Corsair interior was shown with the cockpit and the dashboard and, and the mess hall. Um, yeah, it uh, looked really good. I just can't wait for this ship. I, uh, yeah. I'm gonna be. I own this ship. I reckon. Yeah. I'm gonna melt. Uh, I I want it to be my living ship. I, where I hang out the most um, <laughs> yeah I can understand that it's uh, yeah. y-
1: you're flying home basically
0: yeah exactly um, the Drake Vulture as well is in final art phase so that's getting close as is salvaging which is awesome um, I've got a Drake Vulture obviously being a Drake guy um, and that'll be our first ship salvage I wonder if I wonder if, when that comes out, is the Reclaimer also going to be activated? I
1: think it's Vulture first, from what I've heard, or what I remember having
0: read. Yeah. Because the day I see the Reclaimer salvaging stuff, dude, I think I'm going to cry. Yeah, it's going to be epic. (laughs) Epic, but on. I think they, they, they want to get the general
1: game loop working first and then implement it to the Reclaimer. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. No idea, yeah.
0: man. Yeah, it makes sense, but in a weird way, like the poor Reclaimer owners have been flying their ship for like 10 years or whatever, and the Vulture owner gets the ship straight away and... And... Uh, and uh, start salvaging straight away hey harbo how you doing mate um but anyway I see how that goes yeah yeah
1: I've... also since we're at reclaiming uh you seen the reclaiming beam <laughs> what's it called the uh
0: salvaging beam
1: yeah the salvaging beam great. yeah did you like it yeah, it looked great. It looked like uh, it dissolves stuff into particles and sucks them up like a vacuum cleaner and
0: uh It looks I like
1: that it's freeform cutting too. That's uh that's a great thing. Yeah. It's not just taking off uh square chunks of of the wings or of the hull, but it's it's rather Yeah, well, freeform. Yeah. That was pretty good.
0: Yeah, the salvaging beam looked like something like I could put some candles on, have a glass of wine, and go out, go out into space, and just—it looked therapeutic. It looked like there are some things in computer games, Ace, that I find therapeutic. One of them is smashing glass in a in a computer game, where, whether it's a window or a, or a glass cup <laughs> or something. Like I just smash glass in a game, and it's just like therapeutic. And this salvage mechanic looked. Like, some people hated on it, like, going, oh, it's a beam, oh, everything's a beam in Star Citizen. And I'm thinking, how complicated do you want to make this game, guys? Like, this game's already 10 years in alpha, and you guys are criticizing CIG for making beams. Like, do you want, like, I don't know, some dude with the drill unscrewing things and another... <laughs> like, how complicated... Like, I'm okay with things being a beam, to be honest. Like, I don't expect... It was a cool beam. Beam so cool. Yeah, like I don't expect everything to be this level of detail where we never, ever, ever get anywhere uh, with with the game. Um, so that was a that was a FPS. It was a multi-tool beam, wasn't it? That we saw.
1: Yes, but I think in that one picture it looked a lot like it would be a ship beam instead. But you you didn't see the ship itself; you, you just saw a beam coming out. But okay, awesome. That was just one picture, and maybe just my interpretation of it. So
0: mm. anyway, but yeah, yeah the,
1: the, the foot the animated footage we saw was uh, was definitely handheld multi-tool
0: beam. Yeah, yeah so awesome i mean they showed it uh salvaging is happening it's not something that's a myth uh it it seems like finally they're they're happy to show uh the community what it looks like and i believe when they do that um it'll be in our hands pretty quick um So looking forward to that. Another thing that they mentioned in last week's Inside Star Citizen was the Reclaimer derelicts. Um, But yeah, they they looked great actually. Yeah, dude, they had. So they said there was going to be three categories, dude: an old derelict that's been there for a while, a new one, and an inhabited one. And they had this artwork of this Reclaimer that was crashed, and then this like little village like built underneath the shadow of it and i'm like yeah that was cool real cool that was really cool but i was thinking i'd love to know why these guys have built their city or their little village underneath this thing like there'd be some interesting stories uh behind that as well so yeah Yeah, it
1: gives some cool opportunity for them to tell some story and background and lore and Absolutely. Yeah, some, some cool NPC stuff. Let's see what, what's coming with that. But yeah, it looked great and apparently the um the derelict ships will have some sort of connection to the surroundings so they can uh according to the location, like project some stuff onto it like vine growth and plants and snow if it's in some other place or dust or whatever, depending on where it crashed. Right. That also looked really cool. Yeah. So it's like Grown over with plants and has been reclaimed by nature stuff like that.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, I'd love to live in the, uh, in, the... <laughs> in one of those. I- yeah, you can in
1: have it at once.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, it's got that Star Wars romantic of uh, Tatooine
0: kind of feel. Yeah, you know? looks awesome. Um, so yeah, there'll be three categories, guys, old of, of derelicts, uh, old, new and inhabited, which should be interesting, uh, to see as well. So there were just some of the points, Ace, from last week's Inside Starsis. And we talked about 317, um, and it's in wave one. We talked about the new ship, the Expanse. Um, so I was going to just, oh, also, sorry, I should have mentioned at the top of the news, the um, <laughs> the April Fool's. I think there was two April Fool's <laughs> things. Uh, that, wait, outside of Star Citizen, did you experience any April Fool's jokes or memes from any organizations or companies or anything that you follow that, that made you smile today or yesterday?
1: I actually didn't see any. No. Apart from the... Uh from the star citizen one yeah
0: that was the
1: only one i saw
0: so i nearly fell for one so i'm into i I don't want to get too technical about dog training but i I don't know if you know much about dog training but there's certain styles of dog training and they're having this sort of philosophical war over which style is the best one style is uh positive force-free dog training they refer to themselves and they they their philosophy is like, um, you never ever shout at the dog. Only you know, only use treats to try to make them do things and, and whatnot. And then there's kind of mid-level trainers that use positive, but they also use a little bit of you know they'll uh, you know you know they'll uh, what what they'll check their dog as they say. So they'll they'll pull on the leash a little bit, things like that. So. Uh, or, or a balance trainer, they're called, and I'm a balanced trainer. The reason I'm saying all this is, there's a, a, a famous dog trainer who's a balance trainer, and he gets attacked by the positive force-free trainers, and today he released a video saying, guys, after much consideration, I'm gonna become a positive dog trainer, da-da-da-da-da, and I nearly fell off my chair, because I followed this guy, because he's a balance trainer, not a positive trainer. Uh, and then I realized it was uh um, April <laughs> April Fool's Day. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you got me dude. I was about to unsubscribe. Um So let's look at refueling. Oh sorry, not talk about the April Fool's. So they had a what was it, a PvP slider as as April Fool's joke?
1: Uh, yeah, that one and there was the uh the app,
0: the dating called? app? Yeah.
1: The- yeah, space tinder. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever.
0: Yeah, I'll bring it up now. Uh where is it? Mesher.
1: <laughs> yeah, mesher.
0: Is that like a server meshing, but meshing meshing you with your partner? Um, something like that. <laughs> yeah. But- when we built Mesha, we thought we re- we reinvent the wheel. Fire up your Mesha app, make a profile, and in no time, you'll be connecting with up to 50. Wow. 50. That's the server, Max. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 50, wow. Local-minded singles looking for laughs, love, and more. Seeking a fl- flirtatious fling. We've got PTU cuties ready to party. <laughs> Fancy something a little bit more serious. We've got long-term romance on lock with persistent relationships coming in a later patch. It's just CIG taking the piss out of themselves, which is...
1: Very much, yeah. And yeah. I like that. The the humorous approach to them knowing. Yeah. Like the 50-player thing is uh,
0: right on the nose. Um, speaking of later patches... It should be noted that this tier 0 implementation of Mesha is pretty bare bones. It only lets you upload one image and has a brutally low profile character limit. Fear not though, love lawn of the galaxy, just like everything in Star Citizen, we're already iterating on tier 1 with video, holographic support, more hilarious emojis, the ability to swipe left (laughs) instead of swipe right, and a bunch of quality of life features you didn't even realize you needed. Of course, Mesher will extend beyond Stanton. Of course it will. Because <laughs> it's server meshing. We're talking hundreds of star systems. Not hundreds, but hundreds. <laughs> uh, this is actually quite funny. <laughs> Tired of your prospects being taken by vultures? Is that the prospector and a vulture shout out? Download Mesha today. And it feels like it. Yeah, but vultures being taken. Okay, sounds like my jam. Space Tinder, that's it. Hey, Mr. Fuse. So yeah, that was today's um, April Fools and the PVP slider which kind of blew up on Spectrum again because that's a sensitive target and uh, CIG just threw a grenade on it, which was quite funny. So there's a lot of posts on, uh, Spectrum about PvP sliders. So some people, Ace, you tell me this, do you reckon, I mean, they made a massive joke about the PvP slider. Is that, in a way, signaling that, indeed, the PvP slider is a joke and therefore will never happen? Or do you do you see it as just the light-hearted thing? And I, the gods, I hope it's a joke
1: and will never happen. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, man, I, I don't want to see that. I mean, there, there's there's gotta be risk and reward.
0: Otherwise, you you could just play Axel. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Um. All oh, right. <laughs> I just noticed, sorry, I was just looking at something. All right, let's have a closer look at refueling. I was just... This is Mr. Fusion, actually, (laughs) was telling me about this, the animation of... So we got refueling in the game as we spoke about Ace. I'm I'm just looking, going through that website that I shared with you. um, And just looking at that animation at the top. Unfortunately, I was... Me and Barry, uh, my org mate, were hoping to execute a refueling we couldn't we couldn't get through the bugs to to do it um but there's a definite hose that comes out of the staff error, and it seems like it just kind of i wouldn't say connects into another ship at the moment it just points at the cockpit of the gladius anyway uh in this animation and that's that's the extent of it i think if you think about it, logically, there should be like a
1: fueling port or something coming. You see, i guess.
0: Well, I'm not as stringent as everyone else. Ace, you know, it's very complex with all these, uh, different size ships. They've all got their own different designs and they're all probably going to have to be at different angles depending on where the fuel uh, hole is or whatever fuel inlet fuel tank um so it's very complicated when you've got 150 ships
1: um oh yeah absolutely
0: so yeah it might just
1: be the host coming in and filling you up with space magic fuel
0: yeah i personally don't mind it like i said i'm i'm happy to not this game go down to the nth level of detail and then it never gets done and yeah. and and fifty other bugs get introduced because they just have to simulate everything. Um, but that's just me. Um, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Mister Fuse, uh, we'll definitely we can definitely have skeleton crew members as as guests. I'd like to get everyone one by one and grill them on their journey through Star Citizen. So, so how to refuel your ship? Um, You got a request to dock. It's very much like docking your ship, uh, like today with the uh, um, the Merlins and the Constellations. You, you target the Starfarer and you request to dock by pressing N Um, the refueling ship then gets a message and has to approve the request and extend the boom arm. Um, and then at that point you can manually dock with the arm by lining up the HUDs and the HUD interface looks exactly like the interface you get when you're doing, uh, the Constellation docking, which is good. Keeps it all the same. Uh, then you request for some fuel, um, you open up your Mobi glass you select the view vehicle maintenance service app which is now changed as well um and from there you can select auto to fill your tanks or you can hit manual to request a specific amount of fuel which i suppose is good i don't i, I wouldn't foresee myself using a specific amount of fuel i'd want to fill. yeah up. just top it off yeah the only time I requested a specific amount of fuel in my life was when I was broke. <laughs> I might be broke in the verse. I don't know. Just yeah, ten. Just ten dollars, please. <laughs> <laughs> just ten bucks. Um, when I was a college student, Nice. that was uh, how I rolled. Uh, So this request goes straight to the refueling ship's operator who will then start the refueling process. So there will be a refueling ship operator. I think he's got another terminal. So it's not the pilot. It's another guy that works on another terminal or the guy walks to the back of the Starfarer and then operates the terminals at at the back of the ship.
1: Um, It's close to the cockpit. Starfarer is 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 a mate on the inside.
0: Yeah. It's a shit ship to walk around. They'll rework it, eh? They'll redo the ship. I thought they'd redo it by now, but in time for the refueling. It's really good FPS level, you know. So yeah, maybe they won't. Um, so here we got the um, vehicle maintenance. I'm just trying to think: is this on the requester or requestee? Well, parked and an appropriate repair, restock. Wait, three tanks. Ah, this must be the re- the request D or request because there's three tanks: one quantum fuel tank, which makes sense, and two internal fuel tanks. So you can see the symbol of the hydrogen is this little circle with a dot in it, and the, and the symbol for quantum or quantum fuel is this sort of atom uh, symbol. Um, and essentially, they're the different capacities. Um, your transaction details so here's the fuel prices on the left hand side you've got a hydrogen fuel price and you got a Quantanium fuel price Um, and then you order how much fuel you want and off you go Um, so this is what it looks like on your mobi glass when you're buying the fuel I wish we saw this yesterday, uh, but we couldn't get the chance. But anyway, so now I'm succumbed to like reading it on the uh, on the website. Um... And then there's that,
1: that other overlay you had open earlier, the the one with the with the round thingies where you can uh, select how much fuel is pumped into the ship at what speed.
0: Yes. Wasn't yeah. there,
1: there like some mini game involved in the, the whole thing? Again? Yeah,
0: yeah. So on the Starfarer yeah, side, on the Starfarer sides where it's a little bit more. Uh, so you got. First of all, you can. You got to fill your fuel pods. So how do you do that, right? So filling the pods on the Starfarer follows the same process as refueling your own ship. You open up your Moby Glass, select a vehicle maintenance service, and pick which fuel you'd like to stock up on and select manual. This will let you individually fill each pod with as much or as little fuel as you need. Keep in mind you can't fill a pod with more than one type of fuel, obviously hydrogen or quantanium, so choose your (coughs) options carefully. You're also able to reallocate fuel between your pods if there's empty space to do so. Um, So if you've got two half full tanks you can move move it so you got one full tank you can optimize your space and then maybe the quantanium in that one which is pretty cool uh, these controls can be found on the refueling console on the ship's bridge so there is a separate yeah. console yeah on the ship's at bridge. Least
1: it's not all the way in the back at on the on the starfarer
0: yeah <laughs> you just get lost <laughs> Yeah, you,
1: you know, there's there's that catwalk where you have to go into zero G and walk outside. Yes. Yeah. That would suck if you had to like for every refuel you had to walk all the way back there, and so.
0: Oh, totally. Totally. Um, especially if you went into EVA mode and you had to like like levitate down the freaking thing and yeah wobble around and yeah that would that would suck. Um. You're able to reallocate fuel between your pods if there's empty space to do so. These controls can be found on the refueling console on the ship's bridge, or you can walk onto the catwalk and use the individual interface for each pod. So at the back, each pod has its own interface, which we can see here. I'll expand that out. Um, here you go. Fuel pod six, it's got hydrogen. It's got the hydrogen symbol, hundred percent full. Um, CR-60. I don't know what CR-60 refers to.
1: Hmm. No idea. Hmm.
0: No idea. No idea, yeah. I wonder what that means. We'll see if, if, if we get more clues on what CR-60 looks like. Um, and then accepting the fuel request with your field fuel pods on hand. So this is the staff side of things. Uh, make your way to the person requesting a fill up, access the console on the bridge behind the pilot's chair and select the refueling mode. Press the button on the bottom of the screen to deploy the boom arm. Then accept the docking request the request will show up on your hud similar to a friend request so let's have a closer look at this picture there you can see a boom connected to well not really connected but pretend connected to an arrow and we've got some hydrogen fuel again in this tank fuel pod 4 here and there's 51% of fuel left um sorry again guys for anyone that listens to this in audio format um but it's on the website. We'll, I'll put the web link below so you guys can all have a look. Um, and then, so that's just accepting the fuel request. Then you, this is interesting, man. You set your own price.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: That's awesome. Um, that's really awesome. That
1: might it like actually worth it using it in places like Pyro.
0: Ah, yes, of course. Because, like, you probably have to... Just
1: ramp up the price. And
0: The guy's desperate. You triple the price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't see the point. Um, despite the fact you were going to buy one, right, Mr. Fusion? <laughs> um, I-, I think refueling... I think once you see that your ship runs out of fuel really quickly now... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they tweak that out. And when Pyro comes out, there's not going to be any, there's going to be like maybe one refueling station or something, or maybe two, who knows. Um, so Starfarers will be much needed in Pyro. And
1: yeah, not only then, no, it's already hard to refuel as a pirate. Sometimes uh, you're too far out from Grimhacks and you, you can't just fly back. And you can't can't refuel everywhere. Oh my
0: god. I forgot about that side of the fence, dude. The black market. Pirates, of course. They can't land and refuel.
1: Yes, I I see a lot of use for them right now already. Especially if you say they tweak the fuel consumption.
0: People that live with crime stats, this is a freaking huge boon for them huge because they're tied to grim hex at the moment everyone's tied to grim hex you have to go back to grim hex but uh yeah wow that makes me want to become a black market fuel provider (laughs) yeah why not yeah i
1: guess you'll be appreciated
0: So let's have a look at this pricing. Uh, there's a few things to set up on the refueling screen before you can start the fuel transfer process. On the left side of the screen, you can set a specific price for each type of fuel. The auto price button will automatically set the price to 10% more than what you paid for it. Okay. So the defaults are 10% profit, but it's up to you to set the price. Yeah. yeah
1: economy based on people's desperation of fuel <laughs>
0: yeah mm. <laughs> next to the pricing option you'll see the ship that's docked to you its name and who's flying it on the right you'll see the current fuel levels for each of your pods and what type of fuel is in them here you can also open the fuel nozzle to start refueling speaking of fuel nozzles ace so me and barry were in uh new babbage at Shuben mining terminal and we noticed two fuel nozzles in the shop. Actually, let me see if I can get the pictures up of their stats. Oh, so so
1: it's, it's like different modules on mining arms.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Let me, Yeah, maybe
1: one has more flow and stable
0: or whatever. Interesting. Let me see if I can get it for you. One sec. Uh, Um, Profit versus time is going to be really bad. 10% equals a few hundred AUC. I'm not sure how much it is fused. I don't know the skew, the capacity. I don't know if it's going to be a few hundred. Um, if, if there's criminals in Stanton that need fuel, the time to go and refuel at a and r and travel... 100,000 Ks and refuel a guy um, is not time consuming at all compared to mining and stuff like that like that's like a 5 minute job but that's if you're connected with the right guys that want your fuel and aren't going to blow you up aren't going to like put a gun to your head and say give it to me for like 20% or you die like it's it'll be scary dealing with like, you'll have to have a good understanding with those guys that they're not going to just... Because you're kind of a sitting duck in a Starfarer anyway. Uh, yeah,
1: that's, that, that's the thing, I guess, uh, that that will be really interesting when, when all the reputation stuff really is activate, activated. Like, you have all the uh, reputation and the... St- and, and like like a record of things you have done and ma- maybe give like reviews out to refueling ships and if you've yeah. got a bad rating maybe you will have trouble to find anyone willing to refuel you.
0: Yeah. And we'll see how we'll it see. plays out. But got to, they're gonna they're gonna tweak it out, they're gonna change the numbers and and see how it all balances out. And I just got some pictures of me at the lake uh yesterday with barry oh is- me underwater saying hello nice um uh, here is the uh two nozzles so we got the norfield fuel nozzle for eleven thousand two hundred fifty dollars both of them size two so it's a size two staff is a size two thing uh norfield's made by gray cat industrial And the only stat is literally the safe flow rate. So it's 0.08 skew per second. Flow rate. Allowing for a greatly increased overall flow rate. The Norfield fuel nozzle from Greycat prioritizes the fast and efficient transfer of fuel. And then we got this baby, which is just about $5,000 more expensive. It's made by MISC and it's 0.07 skew per second. Uh, and it's more expensive. Maybe it's safer. Yeah, so, who knows? Yeah. So these things can blow up, apparently, or they can malfunction. Um, so yeah, anyway, two new fuel nozzles. So let's have a look at the screen so on the left hand side here you can set the price 10 AUC per skew or something whatever or you can auto price um, it shows you a summary of how much hydrogen and um, uh, container or quantum fuel you have left here you've got the ships that's attached to you the name the pilot's name the type um and then here you've got visibility of your six pods uh whether they've got quantanium or hydrogen in them and and how full they are um and i think this flow rates the mini game pretty much you need to be you've got the safe flow rate value here which is 0.06 and you got a current flow rate so i I don't know. It, uh, I don't. I think it's a passive mini game where you just set the flow rate below the safe, and it takes longer, and that's about it. Um, which it should be. It's just filling a ship up with fuel. It's not like you need to juggle balls and stuff like it. It shouldn't be that much of a mini game, but there is still a factor uh, to it. So anyway, yeah, yeah. It's
1: basically just a slider, I assume. But
0: yeah. Still. There's still potential for uh, um, for some sort of damage happening. Uh, it's not as risky as mining um, but yeah uh, that's that. So fill her up. So once your prices are set and you're ready to start fueling, you have to open up the fuel pots. You can do so by pressing the pod management button on the refueling screen pictured here. So if I go back to this screen here, there's a pod management button at the bottom. So you set your price, press that pod management button. uh, And here, if you notice, you get a warning here. Fuel pod status. It says, warning, fuel pods are closed. Please open fuel pods before proceeding. So you press that pod management and then you get up onto this screen and these buttons here are where you um, I think increase or decrease the flow. So you've got a summary here again of your safe flow rate of 0.06 skew per second, your current flow rate, your status, and a little picture of all the piping, if you like, and this integrity integrity thing um, on the side. Um, hey. Hey, mate. Okay. <laughs> um, or not. Can you can you hear me? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. Okay. Everything's fine again. So you got this layout of the pipes all coming in onto like a main pipeline and going out to the ship. So and this is where you open each pod. This actually might be more of the mini game. I think depending on like yeah, you don't want to make a mistake. Like you don't want to open. I don't know if you can mix fuels here. Like you got quantanium and hydrogen. I don't think you can send both of them down the pipe at the same time. I'm actually not sure. Um, um, I wish I could have tried it out last night, but uh, I couldn't.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to check it out (coughs) to to see how it really works
0: so that's it that's refueling um it's in the game we have a new game mechanic um which is awesome so moving on um just to wrap things up so there's a little lore update guys from uh the law team and as usual when they do a lore update it's like god bless them there's like i don't know 20 articles 20 or 30 articles so what me and ace have done (laughs) uh we're going to just pick out our favorites um sorry ace i've been waffling on for 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 a long time oh no worries so i'm just going to open this up so mr ace i'm going to show the viewers at home so here's a list of the articles uh that were out. Did did you have time to have a browse through? Anything stick out for you? It's a little one. Uh,
1: yeah, I like the synth world approach. Uh, the <laughs> famous for not being finished yet. One. Um, not not so much the idea of it, but the idea of why it exists. Because like uh, after the, the the accidents with with the terraforming on what was it? Garen, was it Garen?
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. guarantee. Yeah. Um, they, they opted instead to, to create their own planet, so to say, instead of terraforming others and destroying ecosystems and whatnot. So yeah, well, that, that was an interesting idea of why it came into existence in the first place.
0: Wow. So we're, we're talking, uh, we're talking about a synthetic planet that the UEE made. Is making. (laughs) It's not done yet. Is making. Wow. You know, I don't know why, but as a guy that grew up with Transformers, I'm just fucking Cybertron, the the home planet of the Transformers. (laughs) is in my brain. Uh, it, It doesn't make any sense. But yeah. Wow, man. I mean, if we ever get... To the stage of seeing these planets ever in this game and landing on these things like oh my god so synth world so if you look at it from a slightly
1: different perspective it, it's the first step towards a death star and star citizen
0: so Oh <laughs> dude Imagine that! Oh my! Imagine that for sale, dude! Oh my God! <laughs> A Drake Death Star! <laughs> oh, you made me laugh. Dude. Yeah, but I, but I
1: like the the idea of uh, of why they they're actually building one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I
1: mean, you, you have to. You have to give some sort of explanation as to why you'd build an entire planet so
0: yeah that's crazy though that's a crazy project that's the mother of all engineering projects um, synthworld is an incomplete artificial planet located in the green band of the Kronos system it's called chronos 3 united uee <clears throat> Sorry, in the chrono system of the UEE in 2872, which is what we're in 2951 52. Are we in 2951 52 or 52 now? I guess 52. so. Let's just say about 100 years ago, or 75 years ago, in 2872, Imperator Corbin Salehi announced a new scientific endeavor to construct a planet in the Kronos system as a way to move beyond inherently destructive process of terraforming, made unpopular at the time thanks to the massacre of Garin II, as you mentioned, Ace. The project was designated Project Archangel and construction began immediately. The proposed synth world would ultimately have a radius of 7,500 kilometers, and is projected to have an Earth-like gravity upon its completion. However, its continued setbacks, no visible end date, and the many financial scandals that have stemmed from it have made Synthworld a point of contention amongst humans. How the hell would you even create... Like, you can't just create a planet, a, a sphere, with... Like, you need to create some ecosystem, right? That has food and... Yeah. All that. I don't know if it's it's as much
1: as an artificial planet or more like a way oversized space station at the end. They, They don't go into detail in that regard.
0: Yeah. That is crazy, man. Um awesome Ace. That's very 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 good choice. I don't know why I eyeballed this list and that didn't I, I didn't catch on to that. That's that's a really good pickup. So um my little favourite
1: like the, the ironic uh, parallels to the game itself. However it's continued setbacks, no visible end date and the many blah 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 blah, blah you know? <laughs> yeah. Added a layer of humor to it. Um, famous for not being finished.
0: Yet. Yeah. yeah, Synth World will be finished in, <laughs> in 4.0. <0. laughs> um, sure. My favorite little one, uh, little lore post uh, that came out recently was this thing. Um, I always imagine, like, will we ever get to see these things? Are these just pie-in-the-sky hopes and dreams that will never, ever... Get to see, but if we got to see them, this would be one of the more interesting ones. Actually, I actually think yours is Sith World's just as interesting, if not a little bit more. But Cartana City, guys, Cartana City is the only city on Cartana located in an underwater arcology below the planet's polar ice cap. Cartana City is a wonder of human engineering and is able to draw energy from geothermal vents located fathoms down. Many of its inhabitants are either active researchers engaged in observing the nascent sentient life developing amongst Cartana's microorganisms or are descendants of the planet's original settlers. So I found this really interesting, man. Like you said, it was like the uh, underwater city of. the gungans naboo naboo yeah the yeah. naboo one yeah so um, i mean <laughs> we're talking su- like we they've always said spaceships can't go on the water right because they are they're, they're built to keep pressure in and submarines mm, are built yeah, to keep a- pressure out
1: yeah I, I think it's it's different not sure all ships will be able or if ships will be able at all
0: mm. to submerge i mean it'll be a whole new market if if this planet gets released there'll be like submarine like sales people will be like drake submarine origin submarine <laughs> speedboats and shit um although yeah, they should be interesting they should make the 890 jump able to sail the the seven seas i reckon
1: yeah, but not as a submarine, more, rather more like a like a cruise ship or something. Yeah. But, so,
0: yeah, like it lands in the water and then mm-hmm. sails off. Um, so yeah, guys, Cartana City is my little interesting tidbit from from law uh, from the law uh, released this week, and um, that's about it. Ace, did you? Did you have any any time to play SC this week?
1: Mm, yes, but I didn't. <laughs> I played some other games. I was uh, trapped in Bannerlord at the beginning of
0: the week. Oh, nice! Bannerlords too. Uh yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've heard it's a great. Establishing kingdoms and stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh yeah. It's it's a an okay game. Let's
0: go with that. Yeah. It's single player, right?
1: Yes and no. There's uh, there's a multiplayer, but that's just uh, battles, basically. And there recently has been a mod that turns it into an MMO, but it's super grindy and uh, gets repetitive fast.
0: Right, okay. A player mod. So, yeah, I'll be, I'll be checking
1: out 3.17 next week or
0: yeah. the week after. I recommend waiting for wave two. <laughs> Although Barry just said it was actually a lot more stable this morning, so I, I might give it give it a little bit of a go. Um, that would be nice. Uh,
1: one thing you, you guys have played the PTU is the Scorpius in. Not in yet. The,
0: no. Uh, okay. The I was a, hoping for that one. The the a um, <laughs> Barry just said I can't get back on. <laughs> so yeah, we had a lot of trouble <laughs> logging on, man. So it's still temperamental. Um, but the whole A's out. The, the latest patch that came out. The whole A's just come out. Um, but not the Scorpius yet. So. Um, okay, cool. Awesome, guys. Ace, thanks a lot for your time, man. Appreciate it, mate. And uh, everyone at home, thank you so much for tuning in on the latest episode of Screw News. We'll be back in a fortnight. We're available on Spotify and Pocket Casts, which is a Android app and obviously our YouTube channel. So uh, thank you all so much. This is the Screw News and I will see you guys later. Bye for now.
1: Bye.